The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. רוח השם תניחם בגן עדן אמן ברפואה שלמה רחמים בן נאב ומשה בן נאב אין רפאת נאם רפאת נאב ורפאת הגוף ואתם כאלה מלא בבחינה סורן אמר אמן ובגן תלאי זדף על קוף י"ב עמוד ב' אמר אמן תסתק אמר אבינה קוף י"ב עמוד ב' Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Ravina. Yehavinan zemna apuma de iteta, ve apuma de shibbebe. So we are allowed to send an invitation, or more summons is a proper word, to the Baaldin to appear in court. Api Isha. Rashi says, you can send a lady. She's on the, she goes there, she has a connection with this Baldin. Uh, or a neighbor. And we can trust that they did their mission. And therefore, if he doesn't show up to court, this Baldin, he is established as a rebellious person. Which means you could trust that the lady or the neighbor summoned the guy to court, and therefore when he doesn't show up, you could assume he got the message, and he's in contempt, and therefore you could put him in Nidui. Now they're going to give some restrictions to this. Where he's not in the town, as she says, She'en oto ploni akshad ba'ir she'bet dimba. The Baal Din is not in the city where the Bed Din is. The Amar Shkenav Kishiyashu Ploni Imru Lo Labo. So they told him, listen, when the guy comes back, tell him to appear. So that's the case where we allow a Shekhin to go make a summons. However, Amar Ite Bemata, no. But if he's in town, no. Lo what, as she says, lo mishamtinande, because you don't trust that the message got to him if he's in town. That's she. You don't assume that they did their job. Why? Imar, because we say, lo amrule, they did not tell him. Why not? De amre ashkehinu shlihad de betdin veamar le. Because they're going to rationalize and say, since he's in town, probably the Shaliyah Betin found him and summoned him. Therefore, we don't have to do it. Because he's in town anyway. So the Yisun the Shaliyah Betin did it. Rashi. The Amar 
שליחת בית השכיחה ואמרי לב, אלא משדרים לעוד שליחות תחרין הבטרס. ובטין is obligated to send another שליחות and not rely on the lady or the neighbor in such a situation. ולא אמרן אלא דלא חליף אבבה דבדינה. Not only does he have to be in the city, outside of the city, but when he comes back to the city, he cannot pass the courthouse. Aval Khalif but if on the way back in he's going to pass the courthouse, no. Again, we don't trust the lady and the neighbor. Why? For the same reason. Amre Ashkihua Bedina. The Amre is going to say, oh, he passed the courthouse. So therefore, there's somebody in the courthouse must have gave him the summons. When he gets home, he doesn't go by the courthouse. Right? And this is only talking about as well. That what? That the guy is returning home that day. The day that they tell the neighbor to summons him, he's out of town, but he's returning that day. However, no. Why? You assume they're going to forget. Bentin tells the lady or the neighbor, go summon the guy. The guy's not showing up for two days, oh, it's out of their mind already. Therefore, you cannot trust. Again, always know that you cannot trust, meaning that if the guy finally doesn't show up to Bentin, you can't put him in Hayrim. Because you say he never got the summons. Maybe he didn't get it. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rava. Hayman techativ ale peticha al delo ateledina. Which means, certain fellows in contempt of court. So they wrote on him a peticha. Peticha, we explained, is a, uh, is a nidui, uh, is a nidui paper. Right? Because he didn't show up to court. Until he shows up to court, they don't rip it up. Meaning, he has to show up. She says, Even the guy says, I'm coming, I'm coming. He actually has to show up to the court before they rip up the shtar nidui. Let's say he went to court, but he's not following the judgment the court ruled, pay the guy, and he doesn't pay. So they wrote up a shtar nidui against him. Which means until he actually makes the payment, they don't rip it up. That's the first shita of Rabbah. But Gemara says, Which is even though the guy says, I'll pay. Not enough. He actually has to pay before they rip it up. But the Gemara says, it's not the halakha. Which means, once he says, I'm going to obey, they rip it up immediately. Maybe the guy doesn't have money. But in the first case, he doesn't show up to bed, he says, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah, you're in contempt. We, we, we don't rip it up until he actually shows up. When it comes to paying, so long as he says, I'll pay, then you give him the benefit that he's just trying to muster up the money in order to get it. Therefore, you rip it up immediately. Amar of Hazna. Now we discuss how we uh, toveya somebody 
to Bedin, which means before we put him in Nidui, you have to give him an Hazmanah, you have to give him a summons. How do you summon somebody? Kovain Zaman Sheni, Mahamishi, Visheni. First you invite him, you summon him on a Monday. He doesn't show up on Monday, uh, come on Thursday. Come up on Thursday, come up on the next Monday. That's when Betin sits, Mondays and Thursdays, right? That she says, Kovain Zeman, Leyom Sheni Bishabbat. Okay? You don't write the start until the end of Thursday, because you can come to Betin the whole entire day. Now, it says, after it says, Shini Bahamishi Vishini, Zimna Vizimna Batar Zimna, which is Basically, three times: zimna, bezimna, ubatar zimna. Ul mahar on Friday, kadvina. That's when you write it. You don't write it on Thursday because again, you can still show up on Thursday right before sunset. So therefore, you don't write till the next day. Rav aseh ikla be Rav kahana. Rav aseh was in the midrash of Rav kahana. Haza hahi itita. He saw a certain lady, the Azmina Ledina Bifanya. So he uh, summoned her to court Bifanya, uh, which means in the evening. Ubitsafra already the next day, in the afternoon, in the morning, I mean, Katab Allah Petiha. He already wrote a start against her, meaning do that she didn't show up to court. You only say that by a man that's preoccupied, that's busy, so you give him the benefit that that's why he didn't show up. However, the lady's home. Where is she? She doesn't even show up right away. She's considered rebellious immediately, which is a man. He said he's busy, he's out of town, whatever it is. So you give him Monday, Thursday, but a lady, where is she out of town? She's home. She doesn't show up to court, she doesn't show up to court right away. You write the star against them. Amar of Yehuda. Now the Gemara says certain times you do not summon people to court. Lo yavinan zimna, lo nisan. Right? You don't give a, a summons to come to court, not in the month of Nisan, because people are busy. That's the time of Katsid, that's the time of harvesting. That's again also the time of the Bitsina, uh, of the grapes. You don't send it to him on Erev Yom Tov. Nor do you send him a summons on Erev Shabbat. Uh, the thing is over here is. Because they're busy. These days people are busy, and therefore what? They cannot come to the bedding. Rashi. Lo yavinat zemna biyomen nisan, en mazminim adam ledin benisan, ubeteshishim zman kasiru basir. Okay, that time as well. But to summon him in Nisan for a date after Nisan, to summon him in Tishri for a date after Tishri, 
כבעינן. גוד. ומעלה שבתה לבתן מעלה שבתה לא כבעינן. But to summon him on Friday for a court date after Friday, you don't. מי טעמה? He's too busy in preparing for Shabbat and therefore he's going to forget. Therefore it's a hectic time, therefore you don't summon him. Amar of Nachman, Lo Yavinat Zimna, Lo Libne Chala Bechala, Velo Libne Rigla Berigla. People used to come to the rabbis that are on Shabbat, that was called the Kala. And people used to come to the rabbi Shi'ud before the Regal. To learn the laws of the Regalim. Uh, that was a place where you'd see people. We don't issue summons in the Shi'urim. Why? Because people are going to stop coming to the Shi'urim. If they know that they're going to go to the Shi'ur, that's where they're going to get caught. Beit Din is going to give them a summons to come to Beit Din. So they said, no, no, no giving summons to Beit Din at the Shi'urim. Sometimes it happened that Rav Nachman used to give a Shi'ur, and the people would come with a you know, court paper to, to bring a guy to bed, you know, with a summons. Which means, you think I gathered all these people together for your purpose? So you can come summon them to court? They came for uh, the Vrei Torah. So Yomara says, But today you have crooks that they hide out in the Shi'ur in order that they shouldn't get Muzman to the Beddi. Today, you can even invite them or summon them in the time of the Dirashah. Now we go back to what we learned in our Mishnah. Said in the beginning and in the, in the end of the Mishnah, Ibaya davar sheyesh bo acharayut hayavim leshalem. What was that talking about over there? That was talking about where a father stole money. And he gave it over to his children. So what we say, we had all mahluk in between Rav Hazda and Rabbi Barhamma how to understand the case where let's say the children, uh, let's say they consumed the, the gezel. So if they consumed it, according to Rabbi Barhamma, even if they consumed it before Yehush, there's no problem. In any event, we said that they don't have to pay, bottom line. If they consume it, they don't have to pay. However, we said, if the father bequeathed the child, we had a machlok that had to interpret either it means land, and therefore there's a shi'abud already on the land, so therefore they have to pay back, even if they consumed it, they have to pay back the land, or we had another interpretation, Shabud Nechassim means, Harayud Nechassim in the Mishnah means if the item is something that is recognizable like Karka in the, for example, it wasn't consumed, the father stole a, a talit okay and everybody knows that this talit belongs to the other guy so then we said, for kavod avihem, since they know that this talit really is not his, it should be returned. Which means even though, let's say, Kuntirami Bar Hama, you have, let's say, in the case of Yehush, and Shinui Rishut, because the shoot of the Yoresh is like the shoot of a Lokayah, so you have a Shinui Rishut, 
and he really should be koneh. But for kavod aviyim, return it. But without that reason of kavod aviyim, they would be able to keep it. In any event, the Gemara is going to explain now that line in the Mishnah. If there's acharut after it, we're talking about the, obviously where the item is kayam, the item is around. Matni le Rabbi le Rabbi Shomer. We saw this already on yesterday's daf. Rabbi taught this Mishnah to Rabbi Shimon his son. Lo davar sheish ba'achariyut mamash. It doesn't mean karka. Ela afilu para ve'choresh ba. Even if it's a cow that uh, they plow with, hamor mechamer acharav hayavim la'azim b'pnei kevod avihem. Out of the respect for the father. Okay, like we said. Good. So comes the Gemara and says, "Ba'amine Ravkana Mirav." Ravkana had a question from Rav. Mita umisev aleha shulchan ve'ochel alav mahu. You're giving me items that are well known. The guy's para, which is in public, so you know that para was stolen, or the guy's hamor. But what about things that are usually inside the house? like a table or a chair, do we say that since these items are more inside out, it's not so well known, and therefore there's no inyan of kavod avihim in such a case to return it? Amar lo, so Rav tells him, ten lechacham v'yachkam od. Which means, well, once I told you they have to return the hamor, they have to return the uh, para, so add that also. I don't only mean those two things. Ten lechacham, I gave you examples. But do I mean all items that are Misuyamim, they're items that are designated items, so therefore you have to return them as well. Look at Rashi, please. Rashi says, Mitav is Shulchan Ma'os, the last Rashi, or two Rashi's right before the end of the Mishnah. Keman de Mimidi deka bego betehu, since like a table and a chair, these items are inside the house, velo mitchazel ama kipara vachamor, veleka zilutan, but it's not such a zilut of a father. Why? We said, oh, since people go inside and out of the guy's house, so the Gemara came along and said, yes, now, all this really is not nogeya ala halakha, and I'll tell you why. We don't hold like Rami Bar Hamad that says, Rishut Lokeyach, Reshut Yoresh is like Reshut Lokeya. We hold that Reshut Yoresh is not Reshut Lokeya. So therefore, in all situations you have to return the item. Because all you have is Yush. Yush without Shiru Reshut, whether it's a Dabar Misuyam, or whether even if it's a not a Dabar Misuyam, where it's not a Zilzul to the Father, still you have to return it. This whole is, the question is, if you hold Reshut Yoresh is Reshut because you have Shiru Reshut. And you have a yush. But still in certain cases where the item is a discernible item, we don't want the kids to hold an item where the people say, oh, hey, that's the item that the father stole. We know that item belonged to someone. So that's just para. That's all that's for the father. So the Gemara says, according to Rabbi Barahama, it applies not only to things that are external items, like a para and a hamor, but even internal items and that's because people know personal things as they walk inside people's homes. Mashiach, according to Rabbah, that we posek, like that they shoot look, Yonish is not like Rishut Lokeya. So you have to return any, everything. Because Barman, all you have is Yehush without a Shinu Rishut. So this whole uh, discussion is not the Halakha. Okay, now we go to the next subject. Mishnah. En Portin. Lo metevat amoksin velo mikis shel gabaim. Okay, now we talk about the tax collectors. 
tax collectors, basically the Gemara is going to explain, they're dishonest. The money in their purse is considered stolen, for whatever reason. Therefore, they don't want you to take uh, change. They don't want you to give them, let's say, a, a big coin, and they're going to give you a small change for a transaction, because the money in their purse is stolen. Therefore, they don't want you to have anything to do with them in transaction. So the Mishnah's language is, and portin, you cannot make change. Lo Now, what's a moches? Moches is the regular tax that they take from the travelers that go from city to city. So they uh, tax like a tariff that they uh, that they charge on goods, for example. The law mekishel gabain. Gabain is right. That's verse moches like at customs, and gabain is more like the tax collector that takes from the head tax, mm-hmm. but everybody on people, not on merchandise. Again, all these items again are because there's gezer. That's explanation that they're saying it's a repugnant thing to do because you don't come from gezer. Now the next subject we just have to clarify is even though people that usually pay the tax make yush. Now by him taking it, you have yush and a shinui reshut. So the chaura yush and shinui reshut is uh, is konet. Now what's what's the problem with that? So the mefarshim say, but you're not allowed to do that lechatahila. You're not allowed to do that like a ta'ila, to take an item that you know is stolen and use Yehusha Shiruri Shut to be Kone'et. And secondly, could be by doing that, because now that you're going to go take uh, change from the guy, you cause the guy to continue to steal, or you're giving him a, 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 an incentive and enabling him. So therefore, they don't like it, even if you have a Yehusha and a Shinui, they shoot. Now, nor could you collect tzedakah from these people. Because the money that they're giving is stolen money. Aval notel hu mitoch beto. But you could take money from the tax collector's personal money. Beto, from his own pocket or from his, uh, from his house. Meaning, you don't assume that what's in his house necessarily is gizel, but from, from the actual pouch, there's gizel in there. Or minashuk. Or from the market. What does that mean from the market? It's only in the stuff that's in his keys. But you can take from what's in his house, or if he has money in the market. He has money in the market. So the Gezera was only on stuff, Mamash, in the purse of the uh, of the tax collector. Yeah, translated from, from the coins he has in the street. Like yeah, coins he has in the street, right? Exactly, outside of the purse. Tana, Gemara. Tana, Aval Notenlo Dinar, Venotenlo Etashe'ar. Let's say he owes tax. So he's able to pay a dinar and he can give him change. Because there he's just trying to save himself uh, money. So therefore, to save himself, he's able to take the change. Rashi. Aval Notenlo Dinar. If it was hayav, let's say, money to the tax collector, he has to pay half a dinar. But he doesn't have change. That everybody is just trying to recover. You know what? What are you going to tell the guy? Keep, keep the whole coin? No, you can recover for yourself. That's matzil miyado is okay. That Gemara says, Umochsin. Also, these are the tax collectors. So we're, we're assuming over here what? That whatever the tax collector has, or the tax collectors that we're talking about, they're thieves. The money is taken, 
illegally. What do you mean? Usually the king appoints the tax collector. How did the tax collector work in the olden days? The king would pay a flat fee to a certain guy, uh, which means, I'm sorry, the fellow would pay a flat fleet, flat fee to the king. to the king. I'm giving you $10,000. King says, happy, I got my $10,000. You collect uh, whatever you want. Go collect. So therefore, he's being sanctioned by the government. And we have a law, Dina de Malchuta, Dina. The law of the land is the law. So therefore, whatever he's taking, that was already sanctioned by the king. So how could you come along and say it's Gezel? Why is it Gezel? It's Dina de Malchuta. She says, He bought the rights for a certain fixed price to charge the tax. So Gemara says, Amarab Hanina Barkana Amar Shemuel Bemoches She'en Lo Kitzba Which means that she says, En Lo Kitzba En Lo Notel Kekol Hefso Which means, I guess the, the Gemara assumed we're talking about everything is fixed. He pays the government a certain amount of money and he gets the rights to collect a certain defined tax. Alright, that's not Gezel. That's the Rada Malkut Adem. We're talking about a guy that takes more unlimited. unlimited. So therefore, it's whatever he can get. So that's already Gezel. So in lo kitzma, there's no, uh, there's no kitzma. He takes whatever he wants. Deber bi anai amni b'moches ha'omed me'elav. Okay, that's even worse. The guy's not even sanctioned by the government. He's a self-appointed tax collector, trouble uh, like a mafia, and he just takes the, the tax himself. So that's Gezim. Ika demat ila aha. Some have this uh, uh, statement, like the following. Lo yilbash adam kilayim, afilu al gabe asara begadim, leabriyah bo etamiches. We have a Mishnah that says like this. A person, we know, is not allowed to wear sharpness. In the olden days, the tax collectors would only charge you on merchandise, but not stuff that you were wearing. So a guy wants to take a sharpness merchandise, put it on and wear it, in order to get past the customs agent. So Yabaran says, Lo yilbash adam kilayim, afidu al Even if he's wearing it, let's say, on top of ten garments. Now, why can't he do that? So the Mishnah first analyzes. The Mishnah is not like Rabbi Akiva de Tanya. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Mishum Rabbi Akiva. Well, let's gotta get this right text over here. Mutal Avriah et Ameches. So let's get it again. Matnitin de lo kerebi akiva. This Mishnah is not like Rabbi Akiva. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Kedel avriyah atamiches, va'afalpi she'en kavrato lehanaat levisha. The Yisurin Sha'nez is what? That you're wearing it for hanaat of warming yourself, to have pleasure. El avriyah bo bebishat kelaim. Here, your kavrat is not for the hanaat shebo. Your kavrat is to... Just to avoid the the tax. So the Gemara says again, You cannot do it. Why is Matnitin not going to be Akiva? The Tanya, Asul Avriyah, Etamiches, 
that's Tanakama. Tanakama says, Asun Avriyar et Amechis. You cannot uh, avoid the taxes. Rabbi Shimon, and what's the logic of Rabbi Shimon saying this name of Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Shimon holds that Tabar She'emet Kaven in Masechet Shabbat is Mutar, so long as it's not a Psik Resheh. Here, my kavana is not to where Shabbat is, my kavana is Lavriyah et Amechis. And we're talking about a case where it's not Vadai that I'm going to get a Hana'ah from the Shatnez. So therefore he says, no problem. So the Gemara says, I can explain the Ma'alok between Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon, and say, I can explain the Ma'alokit, the Ma'alokit between the Be'udah and the Be'shon and the Sikhah Shabbat. What do they buy the Vashem et Kaven? The Shitanet is Asur to do it, because the Vashem et Kaven is Asur. And the one that says Mutar, well, like Rabbi Shimon, that says the Vashem et Kaven, where there's no Psyk Reshe, will be Mutar. Elan Avriyah, but how can their opinion be to say that what? You're able to avoid the taxes. So the Dinah de Malchudah question was said to Gabed is avoiding the taxes by wearing the Shatnez. So Gemara gives the same answer. Amar Abchanina, Amar Kahana, Amar Shmuel, Bemoches, Sheilok Kitzvah. Again, the guy has no limit. Which means he's taking more than uh, than he's allotted. De, okay. Or the better be an ayam bemoches, amen mehlav. All the second answer is to my way he's self-appointed, where he's not appointed by the king. He got the matni ah, and some learned this in a different mishnah. The case talking about over here, we have a guy that has goods, and now somebody comes and wants to steal the goods. So he comes along and he wants to uh, say, oh, these items don't belong to me, they belong to the king. Or he wants to say that these items are tirumah, they're kodesh. They're really not. But he wants to impress upon the ganav that they really are, so he wants to make a nedir. So he's going to say, I'm making a nedir, that these items are not tirumah, I'll be forbidden to eat uh, fruit, uh, uh, all the fruit of the world. Now by making such a nedir, the guy's okay, he wouldn't have made a nedir if it's not true. So the says, are you allowed to make such a such a nedir and in such a nedir binding? So the Gemara says, Nodrin, you're allowed to make such a nedir. Again, what's the nedir? That you're saying that the goods that you have either belong to the king or the goods that you have either belong to Tirumah and your nedir that you're making is Kunama alai, the whole world's fruit if this item is not Tirumah. But you have to make such a nidid, and in your brain, you're able to think that really is disqualified. Or in your brain, you're saying, I'm only making this nidid, that the fruit of the world are suit to me for, for two seconds. Or something like that. Or you're able to disqualify the nidid in your brain. Normally, you cannot disqualify a nidid in your brain. Because But in this case, the rabbis say you can. Why? Leharagin, ulharamin, ulmuxin. Who are these three types of guys? Look at Ashi, no dream, first one line. Kunam kol perot alai, im entevu azu shil betamelech. Horgin, rotstein, murderers. Hormin, bale, tigra. People of Mahloket, Umeriba, Kozle Mamon, people that steal money. So the Gemara says, and what are you allowed to make the Nedid? Shishet Tirumah, Shishet Betamelech, Afapi, Shero Shetirumah, Afapi, Shena Shen, Melech, Umoxin. Even though it doesn't belong to them. So really you're allowed to sidestep the tax collector by saying the item is Tirumah, make a false nedir, and don't worry, the nedir is not going to be hal. 
Oh, back to the question. How can you sidestep the tax collector? The law of the land is the law. Same answer. Either he's taking more than he's allotted. Oh, new answer. Let's talk about where it's a goy tax collector. Jeez, that's why you're allowed to avoid him. So comes Gemara and says, Tanya, Yisrael, and how do we know you can avoid a goy? This is really telling you, it sounds like you can, you, can, you can avoid a goy, you don't have to pay him. Sounds like even if he's... Appointed from the king, and even if let's say he's taken what he's supposed to take, as Kanani uh, guy, avoid him. So comes again and says, "The Tanya, Yisrael uKanani Anas." Let's say you have Yisrael, and the Kanani Anas is like a bully Kanani guy in the court, and the Kanani bully is claiming that the Yisrael owes him money. So basically, the Gemara is going to say, "You do anything in your power to exonerate the Yisrael." What do you do? They came to the court. If you're able to exonerate the Jew using Jewish law, use Jewish law to exonerate. If you that's our judgment. If you can exonerate him using Goy law, and tell the Goy, that's your law. And if you can't do that, you go uh, circumvent, go go around, figure out a way that she says bechokmah ad shepotlin et Yisrael the very Bishmael. Rabbi Akiva Omer and ba'in alav ba'akifin mepenei kedush Hashem. No, you can't go around because the people are going to come along and say that's going to be really halud Hashem. So you can't really fool around like that. Now the Gemara says the Rabbi Akiva tamadika kedush Hashem. Rabbi Akiva was only worried about if you're going to start fooling around, circumventing the law, it's going to be a Kedush Hashem. Ha'leka Kedush Hashem, Ba'in. Oh, but without that, no problem. You can even go around Ba'akifin. So therefore, what do you see? You see that when it comes to Gezel of Kena'ani, you have no problem. So then when the Goy tax collector comes along, the Gemara is saying, avoid him. Tama, it's Terumah, it doesn't belong to me, avoid him. Just like you see in the Gemara over here, that when the guy comes to court, you're allowed to circumvent it in order that he doesn't have to pay, because uh, that, that's the deed. Look at Rashi, please. Right. Which means we're talking about a case where the guy's a goy, and therefore, if there's no Hanun Hashem that will come out of it, Nobody knows the guy's lying. He said it's Turumah. If you can get away with it, to get away with it. That's what Gemara says. So Gemara says, what are you talking about? Gemara says, the Gezel Karani Mishare. What are you talking about? Are you allowed to steal from a goy? Ratanya Marbishumon, Dabar Zedarash Biakiva, Biakiva himself. Kesheba Mizifirin. Minayin the Gezel Karani Shu Asur. How do you know it's Asur to steal from a Karani? Tamud Omar. This is talking about an Evid Evri sold himself to a Goy. He needed the money, so he sold himself to a Goy. So the law is, you have to go redeem the Evid Evri from the Goy. And the Torah is going to teach us, you have to pay. You can't just go in and kidnap the uh, Evid Evri and take it. you got to pay the Goy. 
Gemara says, "Minayt sheloyim shachenu viyetze." Is that the Gemara's language? Hello, sheloyim shachenu viyimse to teach me. You can't pull them out. You actually have to pay. Now, yachol yiglom alav. Do you think that you could let yourself get taken advantage? Which means, let's say the guy says, "Oh, you want him? Pay me double what I paid." That's what yiglom means. Do you have to pay double? Tavodamar v'chishev im konehu. Meaning, you make the calculation. Make the calculation. How much did he work? How much did he appreciate? How much did he depreciate? Exactly. How much did he, and make the calculation. But the point is, what do you see? You can't just steal the goy. You actually have to to pay. You cannot make gezel of the kanani. So how are you telling me over here that you can do? Uh, oh, goy tax collector, no problem. That's just uh, just uh, just to uh, divert him. Just to tell 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 him it's not your money. Kamara says, Amar of Yosef, not Kashya. So Gemara wants to make a first answer. Yeah, when do we say he can steal? That's why a Kenani it's a regular goy. However, when do they say it's no good? But I want to make a Hanuk. A Kenani, you can steal from. No problem. That's a tax collector. But there's something called a Girtoshav. Girtoshav already accepts upon himself. He's not going to worship Abu Dazara. He already accepts upon himself Shiva Mitzvot. Oh, that and that's the case we're talking about. That if an Eved, if a Jew sold himself to a Ger Toshav, oh, then you can't steal from him. So therefore, the Gemara wants to say, "There's no sin in the Kanani and the Ger Toshav. The Ger Toshav you can't steal from. <coughs> that guy you have to treat. Therefore, if, if, if a Jew sold himself to a Ger Toshav, Hashavim Konehu. Then you have to make the price. You can't just steal the Eved Eved back. Oh, we were talking about uh, Kanani. Oh, so comes Gemara says, "No, we can't accept that." Amal de Abaye. When the guy in the Torah that we're talking about sold himself, it was told he sold himself to any type of goy. Whether he was a Kerani, a Gertoshav, and in all cases the Torah says, you can't steal him back, you gotta pay. What does it say? Lo lecha ela leger. Shneemar leger. Which means, Look at the Rashif. Again, Velo Leger Tzedek. Ela Leger Toshav. Shneema Leger Toshav. Mishpachat Ger, Zea Oved Kochavim. Kishu Omer Ole Eker, Zea Nemkal Leavodat Kochavim. Let's read Rashi, what this Terasha is teaching us. Rashi. Ger Toshav, but let's get to Ger Toshav the one before that. En Oved Avodat Zara. He doesn't worship Avodat Zara. He still eats the Velot. He's still good, but he doesn't worship Avodat Zara. The Gabbana is talking about how bad is it for a person to transact in the product of Shemitah. Shemitah, you don't have to make business on the Shemitah here. Adam says the Torah says, a guy is going to start doing business with Shemitah, Sof Mocheret Atzvo. He's going to end up becoming so impoverished, he's going to have to sell himself. Shneemar Venimkar Lecha. He's going to have to sell himself to another Jew. Then the Gemara said, Not only to a Jew, but he's going to even have to sell himself to a Ger. And not only a Ger Tzedek, but even a Ger Toshav. And not only a Ger Toshav, but even to a Kenani. And not only even to a Kenani, but even he's going to have to sell himself to work for the Abu Nazara, to cut wood for the Abu Nazara. That's it. Well, the Abu Nazara, 
לחתוק עצים ולשאוב מים. And then still what does the Torah say in all these cases? גאולה תהיה לו. You still have to redeem him and pay money to redeem him. Even by a Kenani. So you see, you can't steal from a Kenani. You still have to pay. So we're back to the question. Don't answer me, Kenani, and this is uh, whatever. Uh, get to shop. No, the Torah was talking about all of them. So Gabbara concludes and says, Ela marava, la kasha, kan begezelo, vekan behafka'at halva'ato. One is talking about Mamash Gezel. Gezel Akut must steal from the Goy. That already is Asur. But Hafka'at Halva'a, but just to, uh, to, uh, to uproot what's owed, like as a loan, so that would be permissible. That's she. Hafka'at Halva'a. She ends the Gezel Mamash. You own something. So to be mafkia yourself from an odd debt, that's okay. Which is when I'm trying to bypass the tax collector, so it's something I owe, and I'm using a trick to bypass it. Against when it's not Hanul Hashem. But to mamash go steal, to go take their effort away, that's already mamash, uh, you're stealing. So never go to get between stealing and hafka'at halva'a. Gemara says, no, no good. The Evidavri case is also Afkatalba. Why? How does the Evidavri get sold? He, sell, he doesn't have money to. So what happens? The, no, he's selling himself, we're talking about. We're talking about an Evid, not an Evidavri to sell himself to a Jew or to Betty. The guy is down and out. He sold himself to a Goy. Betty doesn't sell anybody to a Goy. On his own. He went to the Goy, he says, uh, I want to sell myself. So what, how does it work? So what happens is, the Goy comes along and says, I'll give you money. Right? And he works his way to pay for that money. Means the work that the Jew does by the Goy, he's paying uh, his, uh, what he owes. He's paying off his debt. Look at that sheet. Right. He lent him money, the Goy lends the Jew money, and now the go the Jew works that off. And what? That's considered When you're taking the Jew, what you're just really doing is you're getting free from a debt that you owe. And the Torah is saying that that is indeed Asur. So don't answer me. Gezel Asur, Afka'at al-Ba'a Mutar, taking the Ebed is Afka'at al-Ba'a. The Jew owes the Goy money, and you just, you take him. And Torah says, what? You cannot take him until you pay the, pay the Goy. So you see, even Afka'at al-Ba'a is Asur. Gemara says, oh, we have an answer. That was Abiyah Squidward. But Abiyah, everything is Afka'at al-Ba'a too. Eved Evri, the way we look at it is, is Gufo Kanui. Don't misunderstand these words, Gufo Kanui. Only an Eved Kanani is Gufo Kanui. When we buy an Eved Kanani, we own the actual Gufo for the guy. It's like Karka. Eved Evri Gufo Kanui means he's Kanui to the Goy for his Melacha. So therefore, it's not considered a halva'ah. He owns the something of this worker. So by taking him, you're not taking a 
halva'a, it's actually gezel mamash. So therefore, gezel asur, hafka'at halva'a mutar. But the way that Baal looks at it in the heavens work, that's kufo kanui. I mean, for the melacha. So when you're taking, you're actually taking something from the, the, the it's gezel itself. Good. Now, just as a conclusion to what comes out of this Gemara in Dinim. Okay. Isure mamon sheben yisrael lenochli. Asur lekzol mikol adam. Ben yisrael ben menochli. Benu ma'amin ba kadosh baruchu. Benu oved ililim. Okay. Gezel agoy. Gemara da meki halukadat. That's already asur. Gezela behafka'at halva'ah. Now, from our Gemara, it's mashma, from the Maskana, there is a haluk between Gezel and Afka'at Talva'a. However, that's only according to Rabbah. However, Abaye did not hold like that. Because again, Abaye's question was, Evidri Afka'at Talva'a. He looked at an Evidri Abaye's Afka'at Talva'a and he wanted to say that, and that's why I think it's Asur. Lema'aseh, we posek like Abaye, that even hafka'at hava'ah of a goy is going to be asur. We don't go like Rabah. We go like Abaye. Therefore, even to, to bypass a debt that's owed to a goy is going to be asur. Okay, Geneva. That's a, a Jew going into a, a goy's house, a beset to steal. It's Torah, lo tignobu. Ona'ah, overcharging. Asur to a goy as well. Afidu Omed Abu Nazara. False measurements with uh, playing around with the uh, scale. the scale and stuff like that. Asur as well. Okay. Ginevat Da'at. Also to trick him intellectually with words. To trick him, uh, you know, on false information. Or to mis- mislead. Mm-hmm. Also Asur. Not ignoble. No, he says the dogma. So pegam Right? Uh, a guy knows that his his product is really not good. You have to tell him that. You can't say, "Oh, it's fine. It's really really refurbished." No, no, it's new. It's new. That's getting vadat. And the last thing is avlahat meches. Tax evasion. Hamavriyah meches b'melech Yehudi on nochri over alot tigzol. So there you go. Especially when it's Dina where it's appointed by the government to collect it. So then already that's Dina and there's a certain amount, it's a fixed amount. And the, the, the government is empowered. So therefore, that would be Gemara continues Amar Bibai Bargidal Amar Bishmon Hasida Gezel Kenaani Asur Pavedato Muteret. Stealing from a goy. Asur you cannot keep the, the theft of a goy. However, if you found the lost object of a goy, you could keep it. Gezel asur, damar avuna minayin gezel kanani shu asur shne emar vachalta et kol amim asher Hashem loechanu tenlecha bezman shehem misurim biyadecha v'lo bezman shehena misurim biyadecha. The pasuk says. And you will consume all the nations that God gives you. Which means it's only permissible to consume them during the time of war. Right? Kadosh Baruch Hu sanctions to conquer them. However, outside of war, it's asur to consume them. Cannot take their property. See, Gezel, Akum is asur. Avedatom muteret. 
but you're allowed to keep the lost object. Which means to your brother you have to return. You don't have to return to a Kanani. Maybe the Pasuk just means that you don't have to pick it up. However, but where you picked it up already, maybe you have to return it. Maybe you're walking by it, you don't have to pick it up. But if you picked it up already, maybe you do have to return it to the Goy. Amaravina umsata. Hasuk says, umsata and you found it. So we're talking about where you found it already. The atayli adem ashma. It's much better already in your hand. And still the Torah only says, la'achicha. Anatri kanani. So there's a difference between gezel and there's a difference between avida. Tanya. Huh? Yeah, even if he knows who it belongs to. He doesn't return to him. Tanya. In a place where the Bihadul Hashem, so even keeping the Aveda would be Asur. Now, why would it be a Hadul Hashem? So let's say it's a place where the majority of the people living in the place are Jews. And the Goy lost an object there. So he knows that a Jew found it. The Algerian Jews, they find stuff and they don't return it. So we can create a Hanul Hashem where it was Rov Yehudim in the place that the object got lost. So then already you should avoid to making the Hanul Hashem and return it. It's Asur even. You cannot keep it. You have to make the Hanul Hashem. You have to stop the Hanul Hashem. Amar Shemuel. Then there's a whole other question. If what about, it wouldn't make a Hanul Hashem but you have a chance to make a Hidush Hashem. So already, that's already an option. Uh, he made a mistake. He gave you uh, too much change. And she says, well, He made a mistake in the calculation. He owed you money. He gave you too much. He gave you an extra twenty dollars. He doesn't know. He made a mistake. So then he started going mutar. Kihad Shmuel. I just told you Shmuel. What happened with Shmuel? Zavan, he bought Mekuti from Mekuti from a goy. Lakna the Dehaba. Lakna the Dehaba is like a um, uh, pail filled with gold. Bemar de Frazela. But it was in a, um, it was a container uh, that was made of Nehoshet, of copper. Which means. The goy thought he was selling him copper. And meanwhile, inside was gold. So Shmuel was getting uh, more than he paid for. Bedalet zuzeh. And he only sold them for four zuz. Shmuel knew that he was making a mistake, the guy. So he threw in an extra zuz. Instead of giving him four zuz, he gave him five zuz. Why did he do that? Because he didn't want to make halul Hashem. Just in case... The goy will come along and say, Hey, you knew that you were getting gold? 
he could say, well, I didn't know anything. I didn't, I didn't even know the price. I even made a mistake on the price. I didn't know what was going on here. So he tried to make it as if he was unaware of what was taking place. So he made a mistake purposely on the price to show that he was not aware. If in case the guy will catch him and say, oh, you took gold instead. I don't know nothing. You uh, said four, I gave you five. So the guy will think, oh, he was really confused, this rabbi. And then she really knew what he was doing. He knew that he was getting a better deal. Instead of uh, getting uh, copper, he was end up getting uh, gold. So what do you see from the story? Taut of a goy is permissible. Actually, uh, Rashi says, What's a mizrak? Uh, yeah, fork of gold. So it's very simple. He thought he was selling him a gold fork, or a, a, a copper fork, and he was selling him a gold fork. That's where she learns it. Okay. Next story. Rav Kana Zavan Mikuti Me'ah Ve'asim Chavita Ve'me'ah Okay, so Rav Kana bought from the Goy A uh, hundred barrels Of whatever they were buying But the guy gave him a hundred and twenty Counted wrong Ve'ibla' le'hadzuzah And again he gave him an extra zuz To throw him off As if he also made a mistake So it won't be Hadul Hashem but then he tells him, Samkhina. He says, listen, I'm relying on your account. I'm not counting it. I'm relying on your account. So the rabbis say from here that that's the only way you can rely on Ta'uta Goy when he makes a mistake in the account. We have to tell him, listen, I didn't count it. I'm relying on, you know, do you tell me it's 100? Even though you know it's 120. You tell the guy, listen, I, I didn't count it. I know you told me it's 100, fine, I accept it. Even though you know already you can calculate it, it's 120, then it's okay, you can keep the talent. Ravina Zavan Dikla. Ravina bought a tree. Who? The Kuti. He went partners with a Kuti. For a goy. Let's salha. For the wood. She says the bakaya. To chop the wood down and to use it for fuel, whatever it is. Amalele. In the olden days, the way they would go partners like this. They would chop the tree down then, and they would just split pieces, meaning numbers. You get 20 pieces, I get 20 pieces. But they didn't, uh, you know, calculate which pieces are better than the others. So he tells his uh, servant, the rabbi, Go, take the bigger pieces from the trunk. When you cut the tree, make sure you get the bigger pieces. Why? yada. The Kuti only knows the number. Only knows he got ten, I got ten. But he doesn't know that the fact that the trunk is a better piece of wood. So never go on purpose. He went. That's already you see is permissible. As she says, the Kuti minyana yada, minyana pesakim mana. He counts the pieces. He doesn't calculate how many are thick and how many are thin. Okay. Comes again with tells another story. Rav Asher, Havak Azil Be'orcha. Rav Asher was walking uh, on the road. Haza Shibsha Degufda Be'pardesa. He saw like twigs of grape, grapevines. 
and they had grapes hanging down from them. In the pardes, in the pardes, an orchard. The taliba clusters of grapes were hanging from them. the rabbi tells his servant, Zil go check it out. If it belongs to a goy, bring them to me. But if it belongs to a Jew, don't bring them to me. Now, the rabbi did not intend to steal. He intended to pay. He just wanted to know if it's a goy, there's money, go pay the goy, bring them to me. But if it's a Jew, I don't want them. Anyway, the goy who owns the field overheard this conversation. He thought the rabbi wants to steal. Oh, if it's a goy, bring them to me. If it's a Jew, leave them. So it says, Shama kuti davayativ befardesa. Amar dikuti share. What? Because I'm a goy, you're allowed to steal my uh, my grapes. Amar kuti shakil dame. Israel no shakil dame. No, I want to pay for them. You, I know you'll take my money. But the Jew is not going to take the money because I'm the rabbi. So I don't I want to pay for them. So therefore, I told my guy, if it's a goy, get them. But if it's a Jew, no. But I never intended to take them for nothing. I wanted to pay for them. Gufa, Amar, Shemuel. Okay. We learned a statement above in the name of Shemuel. Dina de Malchuta, Dina. The law of the land is the law. Which means what? That when the Goyim enact laws of monetary law, for example, uh, they collect the taxes and things like that. So therefore, you have to you have to follow their laws, especially when it comes to the monetary. Their law is uh, is binding. Uh, if we have to pay, uh, their rulings are rulings, and so on and so forth. We're bound by the the government uh, uh, law. So the Gemara says, I'll prove it to you that the law of the land is the law. Amarava, Teda, the Katle Dikle, the government, they cut down trees. Vegashre Geshre, and they make bridges from the trees. Vavrinan Alayu, and we go over the bridges. Even though they stole the trees, we still go over the bridges. If it was stolen, we would not be able to be Nehenei from the Gezer. So the fact that we're able to go over the bridges of the Goyim, so you see, the law of the land is the law. Whatever the government does, it's considered, uh, you know, binding, let's say. And then it's not considered Gezer. <coughs> Therefore, we could be- we, we were allowed to benefit from it. So comes Gemaran says, Amale Abaye, Vedilma Mishum, De'eye Ushlu, Minayu Marayu. No. Maybe really Dina de Malchuta, not Dina. And the reason why he go over the bridges, because the guy that got his tree stolen, he gave up, he made Yush. So already once he made Yush, so already uh, he relinquished his, uh, he, you know, he gave up hope. If it wasn't for Dina de Malchuta, Dina, Yush alone is not enough. We know that. Yehush enough is not a Yehush alone is not you need Yehush and a Shinui to shoot Yehush and whatever here it's not a Shinui to shoot because it's a Neshut Rabim the, the bridge so the point is Yehush is not enough so Gemara says 
is only when it's sanctioned by the government. <coughs> but when the workers of the government don't follow the, the instructions, like in this case, the Gemara is assuming that they don't follow instructions when the king told them, go to like ten forests and cut one tree from each forest. I guess not to make it so, you know, so obvious. But instead, these guys go to one bagat, to one forest, and they cut the whole thing down. So they just get because it wasn't sanctioned by the king. So the Gemara says, Shiluchad de Malka ke Malka. The uh, message of the king is like the king. Uh, it's not incumbent upon the Sharia of the king, just like the king himself, to go matriach himself, to, inc- the, to, to inconvenience himself, to go to all the different places. The inu afseed and afshayu, which means the, the guys that lost the trees, they lost. It's their, it's their loss. The ba'elehu the inkut mekule bageh because they should have um, taken all the other forests uh, in the neighborhood to Deen. And said, listen, you have to compensate me. Why do I have to pay for the whole bridge? Uh, the government took it all from me, but we all have to split it. Therefore, if they wanted to recoup some of their losses, they should go to the neighboring places and make a Deen with them. The government could do but whatever they want. Which is, they have a right to claim the other people in the valley that they should be dividing it equally. But that's their problem. But the government themselves, uh, the Shalia is like the king and said, you don't, you don't tell the king he has to trouble himself to go to every forest. He can do whatever he wants. It's eminent domain. So therefore, uh, it's not considered, uh, so therefore it is considered dina de malchuta, dina. Therefore, that's where we're allowed to go on the bridges. Okay? Okay, so now we go to the uh, more stories about taxes. Amarava. Man de mishtekach be bedare parat minatad de malka. Bedare is like the uh, the granary where people store their uh, grains over there and they crush them and they. Uh... So over there, the guy who's left in the granary, there's one guy left in the granary with his stuff over there. And the tax collector comes. So the dean is, uh, he pays the, pa- the tax for everybody. When the tax collector comes, he only sees one guy there. Everybody else is gone. So he pays the tax. And then he goes to his friends and uh, he collects it from them. So again, The guy that's found in the granary, He pays the, the fee or the money. To the, uh, to the king, that she says, Bishvil Kulam. Look at that she towards the bottom. Bishvil Kulam. Actually, look at the one before that. The Mishtakar Bebedare, Hayu Arbaashutafim Begoren. Yeah, four partners, let's say, in the granary. Veviu Shiloshak El Kambebetam. Three of them emptied out their goods, brought it home. Varevi'i Nimsa Begoren. The fourth guy is still clearing out the uh, granary. They caught him over there. Param Minatadim Al Kabashil Kulam. 
הם יכולים לומר שלך היה ולא שלנו. כן, האוגרס וורנט ואם גבאי זה ישראל ההוא שקנה מן המלך את המס אין כאן משום גזל ודינה דמלכותה דינה ואם כאו תהיו מותר לקנות ממנו which means the din is let us finish the Gemara for a second והאני מילי שותפה this is talking about where they are partners all these guys which means it seems they're partners and it's a field it's a field of wheat the whole part is in the field the one guy pays it and he can go collect it from his friends אבל אריסה אריסה is just he's a sharecropper he doesn't own the actual field itself so therefore he doesn't have to pay for the other people he doesn't pay for the for the bala karka he just pays for himself partners have to pay for each other and they recoup it from each other but uh, Ari is just a worker so therefore the worker pays his own tax whatever it is for him but he doesn't have to pay the share for the Bala Karka let's see the Perush of the Suvir you see the Bifashim say here the tax collectors don't have to go to each partner uh, there's four partners you catch one of them he picks, yeah, picks up the tab for everybody tax collector פקידי המלך אינם צריכים לטרוח לעזור אחר כל אחד מהשותפים does not have to go to all the partners כדי לגבות ממנו את חלקו whoever's around you collect from him and then everybody else he pays that guy that's the way the government works it ואין בכך משום גזל it's not considered Gezel, what the government is doing. That's the normal way of government collecting taxes. Ufichach, im govei hamasu Yisrael, let's say the tax collector is a Jew, that bought the rights to collect taxes from the government. Utalo leroken. It's okay, that's legal. Vechen, im govei hamasu nukri. If the tax collector is a goy, yesh nafkamina bekak, shatibu'a shelakach ena gezel. Which is, he's getting his tax in wheat. The wheat that he got is not considered gezel. Therefore you could buy it from him. You could buy the wheat from the tax collector now. Because it's sanctioned by the government. And therefore, Dina de Malchuta, Dina. Bimikles shel kama shutafim, shesh te kol echad mem chalik bekarka. When you have partners in the karka, hale kol echad mem shta'bed lemasa melech. Each one is subjugated to the king to pay the tax. So therefore, מאחר שמשתעבד לחלקו, משתעבד הוא גם עבור שאר השותפים. So my שעבוד, we're all equal. So therefore, one guy pays for the other. אבל אריס, he just, he don't own the קרקע. He just receives a percentage. אין לו חלק בקרקע. ופיכך אין לו משתעבד למס המלך. He's not משעבד to the tax of the קרקע. It's a land tax. So we cannot take anything from him. If they took from the Aris, it's Gezel. Now that wheat that you take from the tax collector is going to be considered Gezel. Because really they have no right to collect from the Aris. He's not a, uh, a landowner. So basically only the landowners pay for each other. That's the normal derech, but not the Aris. Which means 
the tax collector is able to take a collateral from one of the people in the city because another person in the city did not pay the tax. Ponzi smut. Yeah, look at that sheet. And she says, look towards the bottom, Barmata. Abarmata me'abet. Reshut beyad Yisrael Gabaya Melech. Israel was the tax collector. The Mashkin ben Ha'ir to take a collateral from somebody in the city. Almas ben Ha'ir Habero. Because of the tax that somebody else in the city didn't pay. The Dina de Malchuta, Dina. It's not considered Gezer. And then the guys got to take care of it. They, 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 they go get it from the other guy. Says here. It's no problem. The guy evaded the tax collector. He ran away. I don't got to find him. The tax collector don't got to look for him and search for him. And another guy's got to go find him. It's your problem. The neighbor's problem. Now you, you want your collateral back, go find the guy for us. So that's a rule in the tax, uh, the tax law. The neighbor This is talking about the real estate tax or the head tax for that year. But let's say last year's tax that the tax collector is trying to collect. Once already the king was appeased and he get the tax from last year, you can't go back tax. Now say, oh, we're taking a collateral for Once he was appeased, the king that he didn't get last year's tax, he's appeased already, he's mohel. But on this year's tax that the king didn't get yet, so the tax collector is able to take a mashkon from one guy in the city that he should go after, that he should go after the other guy. Okay, look at Ashi. Vahani mili de burla. Abrul al-a maskarka. Okay, burla is called the, the, the land tax. And kharga is the head tax on the people. Avashatad the halif halif. Huwa gabai kemar parana mele kultus manchikipen al-af chana shahabra. Which means, whatever the, the king wanted from last year, they're ready to tax that they paid him. And whatever he got, he was happy with. And he got paid whatever he was supposed to get paid. So you can't go now and say, oh, you know what? He's got to pay lashes either. Now I'm going to take a mashkun. That's too late. The end call the mashkun and say, al-habiru. Okay? Da'amaraba. Hane de daire dare. Look at these guys. They're fertilizers. They fertilize their friend's field. Uh, they bring the animals into somebody else's field. The animal fertilizer. They get paid for it. Okay? Betoch at home. They're doing it within the confines of the city. Now I to take from them what? Yeah, you can't buy animals from them. Rashi says, Akum, Goim. They get paid. Why? Wow. Could be they get mixed up since they're going into Jewish fields. 
and these animals really don't belong to the Goyim they, they, they ended up taking the animals of the Jews so therefore you have to be careful not to buy from these people this could be the animals that they have is actually stolen by Tamah the animals the animals of the city are mixed up and therefore could be as a Jewish animal in his flock now why is mutar? Because whatever he gets outside the tomb, it's usually not from the animals of the people of the city, the Jews of the city. The animals don't go over there. So therefore, if he's doing stuff outside the city, you don't have to be concerned that it's uh, Jewish uh, stolen animals. If he, if, he, if he does fertilizing outside the city, if the owners of the animals are chasing them, so even if they fertilize outside the city, it's asur. I guess it's hashash. I mean, even if you see the guy doing outside the city, but see a Jew running, hey, hey, give me my animal back, even though you're not certain that he's telling the truth, that Jew that's running after him, but you got to suspect it. Because he has a claim already. Even though he's outside the city, what do you mean? Well, had your animal get mixed up over here? I'm not even next to you. But if there's a guy running after him, then you have to be a hoshesh that maybe his animal did get mixed up somehow. Therefore, you cannot buy. So basically, don't buy animals from the fertilizer uh, uh, people that uh, take the animals into other people's fields. Okay. Makhriz rava ve'etima ravuna. Okay, made an announcement. Desalkin le'ela. These people that are going up from Bavel to Eris Israel. And those that are uh, <coughs> going down from Eris Israel to Babel. They knew the following law. Hi Bar Israel. If a Jew knows testimony for a goy. What's not tabuminne? They didn't ask him to testify. And he went to the court and he testified against the Jew. He testified for the Goy against the Jew. They put the guy in Nidui. Because the judges of the Goyim are taking out money. Apuma Dehad. They only follow one witness. Torah says, Dinema Monot, need two witnesses. And she says, Venimsa Shivsido Shilokedin. You're causing your friend a loss, not according to the halakha, against the halakha, because you're following Goyim rules now, that they take money out on one witness. Velo Amaran Ela Had. That's all I'm talking about when there was one Jew. Avad Betre, Lo. But if there was two Jews, and they went to testify, so then already two, then the Goyim take the money out. Same That's the same thing. Therefore the Goyim did not cause, the, the Jews did not cause the, a loss, they're following the law. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
So he says over here, Ha'isur, Le'a'id Kenega the Yisrael, the Yisur to testify against another Jew, Even though he knows for sure that the Jew is wrong. He knows that the Jew is wrong and the guy is right. Because bottom line, you're not allowed to take money out of somebody illegally with one witness. Mm-hmm. So therefore that's not going to be good. Okay. The same law would apply a Jew against a Jew in a secular court. And there's one witness. So the guy cannot show up to help one Jew because bottom line is going to be with one witness. Okay? Okay? Corrected. The Kuti is claiming and the Jews being claimed. Because of the Eidehad. That Israel was claiming against the Goy. Then already he can go to the secular court. Because according to their Dinim, you're allowed to take money out by one witness. So you're following their law. So when one witness comes along, so they can come and testify to get the money for the Jew from the Goy. Because again, according to the Goy law, one witness would be enough. Now the Gibra says, That's uh, one witness cannot go. That's talking about if you're in a court of Magista. That's the Kifarim, that's the villages. Uh, they don't know how to give good judgments over there. But let's say the government court, the real, the real courts. Inu Had Amamota Shadule. Which means if there's one witness, they're gonna make the guy make a shivwa. And they're not gonna be Mihayib Mamon. Which means they'll follow our law. The law is if one witness comes along and says, uh, the guy owes money, so the Biddin makes the guy swear that he doesn't owe the money, and he walks. That's our law as well. One witness cannot mehayev payment, but it can mehayev a shivua. Mm-hmm. Understand? Two witnesses, no shivua. Two ways you got to pay. Uh, one witness, he doesn't have to pay, but it forces him to make a shivua that I don't know. In the small villages, it seems they didn't do that procedure. So therefore, it's against the Torah. So if you're going to go testify, one witness is going to take the money out of the guy. No good. But shaken in the government uh, official courts, that's what they would do. They would force a shivua. So if you force a shivua, good. That's our law. Look at Ashi. Had amumuta shadule al pi had en mutziin mamon. Third line in Ashi. Avam mechayvin baaldin shivua lechishayid kedin Torah. That's the that's the Torah law. Swear that you don't know it. That the witnesses is lying. And that you have to. Amar. Rav Asher, so Rav Asher says, "Ki Avina ber Rav Huna ibayalan." When we're in the Beit uh, Midrash of Rav Huna, we had a question. Adam Hashuv de Samche Aleke Betre, Mabkem Mamuna Apume, Velo Abrele Leasude, Odilma Kevan de Adam Hashuvu Lo Matzim Shtamitlu Umatzel Leasude. What's the case of Adam Hashuv? And the Goy court believes this Adam Hashuv 
like two people because of his uh, reputation. So can this guy go and testify against Israel? Well, if the court brings him now, can he be a witness? Oh, do you say, the question is reversed, do you say since the Goyim trusts this guy like two, he shouldn't show up? Because really he's not two. And the Goyim are going to trust him like two, therefore it's a problem. Because he's only one. Or do you say, Adam cannot, he cannot hide from the court. And therefore, umatzel asudeh, and therefore he has no choice but to be married. Helu dasher. The Bible leaves it in a tiku. Understand? Do we factor it? Helu dasher. No, it's Jew. He knows testimony is not coming along. Adam Chasuv is too high profile. It's going to be helu dasher that he didn't show up. You're right. So therefore, all the more so that he's a high profile guy. So it's going to be helu dasher. Mashe'en ken. What do you say? Bottom line, you got to evade this place because you know they're going to take you as even in a, in, in a regular court of the green where the, a shivua will be forced. Here they're not going to force a shivua. Here they're going to take money out on this one guy. So therefore, you better evade. Whereas we said before, one guy could show up to a regular secular court because it'll follow our laws. Mashiachin and one Adam Hashuv, they're not going to follow the laws. Therefore, Gemara has a question. Everyone leaves it in a tiku. Amar Abashir. Hi, Bar Yisrael. The Zavin Le'Arla Le'Ovet Kuchavim Abetzra De Bar Yisrael Chavre Meshamtina Le. Okay. A Jew he buys land for a goy, and the land is bordering a Jewish property. So they put the guy in Nidui. Which means again, you have a Jewish guy has a property. Jewish real estate guy came and he bought the property next door to the Jew for a goy. So they put that Jew in the Dui. Why? The law of Bar Mitzrah is that. Always the bordering field has first rights. Uh, you can't sell it to somebody else until you go to the guy and the neighbor, because maybe he wants to expand his uh, property. He has the biggest advantage to have the property. All right, we learned that from a pasuk. Aha. Buying from a goy or selling to uh, buying from a goy or selling to a goy, the law of bar mitzvah doesn't apply. Uh, it only applies to Jews. Explains over Adam If you buy, let's say, from a goy, and there's a Jewish neighbor next, you don't have a problem with bar mitzvah because you bought from a goy. It's only when there's Jews. Or let's say you sold it to a goy. It's only a problem if you sold it to another Jew. That's when we say, yashar the bar law. So therefore, why would you put the guy in Nidui? He didn't break any laws over here. He bought it for a, for a goy. So Gemara says, 
I'm Mitzrayim. Because <laughs> he can come along and say, you brought a lion next door to, next door to me. You put a goy next door to me, and therefore uh, he's going to cause me uh, damages. It's not, it's not for the Bar Mitzrah law, but it's for the law of like potential damage. You put a lion next door to me. It seems that the, the Goyim, they don't follow the laws of neighbors. And therefore they're going to cause uh, damages and things like that. So Gemara says, Mishamtina le ad kabil ale kol Wow. They put him in Nidui until the guy accepts upon himself to pay for all damages that this boy potentially can cause as a result of him selling him the fee.